0: In this podcast we'll review the respiratory system slides, the first slide is of the olfactory mucosa. You can identify bipolar neurons whose apical processes terminate in olfactory knobs and cilia at the epithelial surface. Other cells in the epithelium include sustentacular or supporting cells and basal cells. The nuclei of bipolar cells lie at various levels in the epithelium, but usually they are more deeply placed than those of the sustentacular cells. You can observe the ducts of serous glands of Bowman penetrating the epithelium. This particular slide and the next one is stained with a specialized silver stain. This is a higher power view of the olfactory mucosa similar to what was shown on the preceding slide. You can see greater numbers of Bowman's serous glands. You can also identify a bipolar neuron which is at the arrowhead, its apical process, the thin arrow, and its olfactory knob at the thick arrow. Here's a view of the larynx. You can observe clusters of mucous cells, you can also note diffuse lymphoid tissues, capillaries in the lamina propria, and interepithelial lymphocytes. Here's a low power view of the trachea. Here you can identify hyaline cartilage towards the bottom left and right of the field. You can identify mixed glands, a thick basement membrane associated with the surface epithelium. These would all be diagnostic features of this portion of the respiratory tract. A little bit higher power view of the trachea. You can identify the ciliated pseudostratified columnar epithelium, the lamina propria enriched in elastic fibers, the mixed glands, and hyaline cartilage. The ciliated pseudostratified columnar epithelium is also known as respiratory epithelium. Within the epithelium, you can see some occasional goblet cells. Higher power view of the respiratory epithelium. Note the columnar cells, you can see basal cells, goblet cells. The cilia on the respiratory epithelium are nicely defined here. Note the lamina propria, enriched with elastic fibers. In this view of respiratory epithelium, you can identify cilia and basal cells. The pink bundles in the lamina propria are part of the elastic lamina. The basement membrane is not so well demonstrated here. This is a view of a bronchus. It's probably a tertiary bronchus. Diagnostic features of this structure include ciliated pseudostratified columnar epithelium, mixed glands which are not evident in this preparation, a prominent muscularis, cartilage plates in the adventitia, and varying amounts of lymphoid tissue. We know that this is a bronchus within the parenchyma of the lung because you can clearly see lung parenchyma surrounding the structure higher power view of a tertiary bronchus as in the preceding slide you can observe mucosa, muscularis, cartilage plates, and an adventitia. You can also note the very prominent lymphoid nodule that occupies much of the thickness of the wall of this structure and the lymphoid nodule is seen at about 1 o'clock on the preparation. Here's a higher power view of the wall of a bronchus. You can identify the ciliated pseudostratified columnar epithelium, lamina propria, some smooth muscle of the muscularis, a lymphoid nodule, and cartilage plates and just a higher power view of the preceding slide to observe the ciliated pseudostratified columnar epithelium, the lamina propria, some smooth muscle, and part of the cartilage plate. You can also note some diffuse lymphoid tissue. Here is a bronchiole. You can identify the bronchiole with the associated pulmonary artery at the Uh, below the bronchiole. There's a respiratory bronchiole at the very lower center part of the field and of course there are numerous alveoli shown in this image. A higher power view of a bronchiole. The diagnostic features of the bronchiole include a highly folded epithelium but here it's a simple columnar or cuboidal epithelium. Uh, the epithelium still has cilia at this level. There's a prominent muscularis. There are no glands and cartilage in bronchioles. You can observe the profile of a pulmonary artery on the left with its characteristic internal elastic lamina which is just barely visible. Here's a respiratory bronchiole, the structure is identical to the bronchiole except that part of its wall is composed of alveoli. Thin walls in the latter permit gas exchange. You can identify the alveolus associated with this wall of the respiratory bronchiole and you can observe muscularis. Here in the lung you can identify a respiratory bronchiole on the left side of the field opening into an alveolar duct that in turn divides near the center of the field. Here's an alveolar duct running diagonally across the field. Part of its wall of the parent respiratory bronchial at the arrow can be seen. This is just an enlarged view in the preceding slide that demonstrates the extremely thin epithelial lining in the alveoli of the lung.